Thank you, Lord. If you would go to John, Gospel account of John, and the 8th chapter. We celebrated Independence Day this week and our, uh, our freedom. Our freedom is good to be free. And it's appropriate to celebrate and be thankful for your freedom. Our country obviously has its issues and problems. But if you travel the world some, you'll see other folks got even more problems and less freedoms in so many places. A lot of the freedoms that if you're born here and grew up here, lived here, that you just you can take for granted. You'll find out in other places you don't have. You start to do something, they'll let you know you can't do that. And you'll think, well, sure, I'm free. And they think, not here, you're not. You can't do it. And uh, it came at a great price in the beginning days and with the Revolutionary War. And uh, the bunch that was led by George Washington. Uh, I mean, during some of those times, it looked like it was going to be over before it started. That we, there was not going to be a, a new nation where people were free from tyrannical rule. I mean, that just, that was unheard of. It hadn't been. And, and pretty much every, all the uh, other countries that existed at the time, they were sure. That's, that's going nowhere. They'll, they'll crush that. And, uh, but by the grace of God. <laughs> I said by the grace of God. They didn't. And this country was founded, and then here we still are. Many conflicts, many struggles later, we're still here enjoying unprecedented freedom. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I mean, it's, it's easy to take for granted, but it's wonderful. Uh, we can come here. Nobody told you you couldn't come here. You had to go to another place. You came here because you wanted to. You can drive across state lines. Nobody check your papers. Right? Go where you want. When you want. See who you want. Say what you want. You're free. Free individuals. Somebody say thank you Lord. And we want to be thankful for that. And I want to talk about freedom that we have in Christ as well today. Before we do, we did this first service, but the other people are represented here. How many are thankful for those that have fought in every conflict and, and those that have paid huge prices, the ultimate price? And how many are thankful for our men and women in uniform right now, stationed all over this country and, and all over the world and other countries and they are uh, securing and protecting our freedoms. Uh, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, we ought to just, you know, disarm and do away with all that. And, and uh, yeah, and you'll have another flag flying over you pretty quick and you'll be speaking another language. Uh, no, no, thank God for this. And uh, let's, let's pray for our men and women 
stationed all over the world and for their families. Now, I'm not just talking about praying a prayer to salve our conscience and said we did a patriotic thing, we did a Christian thing. No, I'm talking about a real prayer that gets results. Do you believe that you and I could pray in faith and love and that people on the other side of the world would sense his presence? You believe that? And be encouraged. That's what I'm talking about. And be encouraged and be in help. There may be numerous ones that are just tired of what's going on. And they're tired of being away from home and lonely and discouraged. Do you believe God could put his arms around them? Do you believe that? And comfort them and encourage them. Do you believe their loved ones back home, their spouse, their kids, their, their parents, or their children? Do you believe that they could sense the presence of God? And, and even though they, you know, maybe they feel like they're at their rope's end, but they could find new strength and be encouraged to know, I can do this. I can see this through. We can get to the end of this. So let's, let's pray. Let's release our faith right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for our men and women serving this country, serving us, protecting our nation, protecting our freedoms in this country. Other countries all over the world, we pray and ask you, Lord, surround them with your presence. Surround them and touch them and minister to them with your spirit, with your grace, with your comfort, with your peace, with your joy, with your love. If they don't know you, Lord, we pray that you'd open their eyes and ears and send laborers across their path and help them to realize it. If they've gotten away from you, draw them back. Help them to see you still love them. You'll forgive them and help them to get back to you, we pray. Encourage them and give them the strength to finish their tour and do what they need to do where they are and come back home. We pray for their loved ones, Lord that are hurting, that are missing them, we ask you to encourage them, strengthen them. We ask that your presence cover them and come around them in grace and peace and love and mercy. Minister to them, strengthen them, help them to see they can get through it, they can finish it up. We pray that they'd be encouraged in Jesus' name and strengthened. And we thank you for doing it. We know we're not just praying into the air. We believe in you. We know this is your will. We thank you for hearing us. We thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Means so be it. So be it. So you believe it's happening right now? I believe it's happening right now. Thank you, Lord. So be it. A great price has been paid. For our freedoms as a nation, as citizens in this country, we're thankful for it. It's by the, it's by the grace and mercy of God that we have it. And uh, a great price, a greater price, has been paid for our eternal freedom. Hmm. And I want to talk about that this morning. I want to actually want to shout about it and, and preach and wave my arms and kick. Would you help me? Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to just join right in with me. John 8. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know things ought to be lively where the spirit of life is. I mean we're talking about being free. What did the Bible say? Where the spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty. There's freedom. What about when everybody's stuffy and tied up and 
scared. Well, that's, that's not the spirit of God. That's some other kind of spirit. Spirit of stuffy. <laughs> spirit of religious junk. No, God is real. And his things are good. And it's good to be free. Good to be. Somebody says it's good to be free. I'm so happy to be free. So glad to be free. John 8, 31. Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him. So here were some, some folks that after hearing him this day, they believed. And he said, if. Somebody say if. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Now, it's one thing to believe on him. It's another thing to follow him. It's not one thing to say, I believe in Jesus. It's another thing to be his disciple. And to follow him and and become like him. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Keep reading. And as a result of this, as a result of you continuing with him, what will happen? You shall know the truth. And what will happen? The truth shall make you free. The truth has the power to liberate. The truth itself, the word of truth. Manifested by the spirit of truth. Has the power to actually make free. Say it out loud. The truth truth. shall make you you free. free. Don't you like that? Make you. Make you free. Make you free. Keep going. They said, we're Abraham's seed. We've never been in bondage to any man. And how are you saying, you shall be made free? Unbelief is smart-alecky. Have you noticed that? Unbelief is argumentative. Well, I just don't agree with all that. Who are you telling me I need to be free? We've got a pedigree. goes right back to Abraham. Lineage, it's like an era. Were they free? Should they have been listening to him? How you say we're going to be made free? Verse 34. Jesus answered and said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. Would that be free? No. That's not free. Now we're going, to be, we're going to come back to this later on. Keep this in mind. Whoever commits sin is what? In a servant, you could also say, and actually other scriptures say this, is in bondage to. If you're a servant, you're in bondage, in the sense he's talking about here. Servant of it. Were these guys in sin that are smart-mouthing him right now? Oh, yeah. And so they're in bondage. They need to be set free, but they won't acknowledge the bondage that they're in. Verse 35. The servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. Keep reading. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, which is saying the same thing as the truth making you free, because He is the way, the, the truth, 
and the life. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be hmm? marginally. Huh? <laughs> you shall be free indeed. Free indeed. You, you need to hear some other translations about this. What does it mean to be free indeed? What does that word indeed mean? Listen to Young's literal translation. It says, if, if the Son may make you free, in reality you shall be free. See, there, there's thinking you're free, and then there's really being free. Hmm? There's imagining you're okay, and then there's really being free. In reality. What will make you free? You'll know the truth. Jesus is the truth. His word is the truth. You'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. How many would say you're freer today than you were in times past? How'd you get freer? How'd you get freer? Did you find out some things in the word of God that enlightened you? See, uh, deceived means that you're believing a lie is true. Are you believing the truth is a lie? You're, you're, but, but if you knew the lie was a lie, you wouldn't be deceived. And so you can believe things and be in bondage about it for years, for decades, for all your life. But when the truth dawns on you and you realize that's a lie and you identify the lie as the lie and the truth as the truth, the truth shall make you free just like that. You're loosed from that confusion and those restrictions and and those bondages. And the truth has made you free. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'll never forget the day I found out God didn't want me poor. Didn't want me broke all my life. I could hardly believe it. I'd heard all kind of junk in church my whole life. I thought, well, you know, you know, being poor is next to godliness. Right? I mean, you, we, we, we sang all our life. I don't want any of this old world's goods. <laughs> oh, really? I'll take some. <laughs> so, well, money's the root of all evil. That ain't so. That's not the scripture. The love of money. You can love money and not have any. <laughs> right? <laughs> you can not have any. And that's all you think about. Night and day is wanting some. It's the love of money. Well, if that's true, if you can love money and not have any, it's also true you could have some and not love it. I'll never forget the day I found out the truth. That God didn't want me sick. I said, didn't want me sick. How does it help him when I'm sick? Huh? Using all my money to try to get well? Got no strength, got no ability to go anywhere, do anything? That's bondage. Can't leave the house. Can't do what you want to do. Can't do what you need to do. Don't have enough money to get out of sight. Can't go, can't help anybody. How does that help God? How does that help anybody? For me to be broke, to me to be sick. These are lies. I said these are lies and millions are in bondage. 
believing these lies. They're people that are yielding to terrible stuff, imagining that somehow it's God's will and God's plan for their life. And those lies have them locked up like they're in a jail cell. Oh, but the day, I said the day, they'll hear the truth and believe the truth. It'll throw that door open and the chains will fall off. Come on, can you can you believe it? Can you agree with that? And the truth will make them free. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. God's word translation says, if the Son sets you free, you will be absolutely free. Somebody say absolutely free. The message says, so if the Son sets you free, you are free through and through. (laughs) I'm free in reality. I'm absolutely free. I'm free through and through. I'm free indeed when He's made me free. Listen to the Amplified. I really like this one. The Amplified says, so if the Son liberates you, then you are really and unquestionably free. (laughs) Somebody say, he's made me free. Really free. Free indeed. Free through and through. Unquestionably free. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say, glory to God. Thanks be unto God. What does it mean to be free? The word translated free. It means freedom to go wherever one likes. Freedom from restraint and obligation. Freedom from the law. Freedom from sin. No sort of bond, bondage, slavery. Is that God's will for all of us? Free to go wherever you want to go. Huh? Free from obligations and restraints and debts. Hmm? Hadn't the Lord been telling us that for some time? He's setting us free from obligations and and debts. He's loosening us up. Right? So you don't have to work three jobs. Huh? So you don't have to pinch every penny just to pay your electric bill. Come on, are are you listening? Now, if you don't believe this, you I don't know about all that. Well, you won't be bothered with it. It won't bother you. But for those that will believe it, they can get free. Free from the bondages and constraints of tightness, chokeholds. If the enemy can get enough sickness in your life, he can put you in prison. If the devil can get enough uh, poverty in your life, He can imprison you where you can't do anything, can't have anything. Somebody say, not me. The Son has made me free. Really free. Unquestionably free. Did you know this is the gospel message? This is the gospel. Jesus quoted from Isaiah 61. You know, remember, we have reason to believe that numerous places where he preached, he had opened with this, saying, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me. You remember that? Well, that's a quote from Isaiah 61.1. 
Isaiah 61, 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings, good news. Well, being free is good news. Isn't it? Good news to the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. That's gospel. And to open the of the prison, opening of the prison to them that are bound. What's the good news? To proclaim to the captives you've been set free. To proclaim to those that are in prison the doors open. The Lord has opened the door. And you can get out. And he whom the Son is set free is free. So free. Free. Indeed. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, man, you, you stirred up about it. But when you start believing, you'll get stirred up too. As long as it's whole hum means you don't believe it yet. That's why I'm going to keep preaching. Go to Romans, please, the sixth chapter. Actually, excuse me, I'm moving too fast. Go to uh, James first. James, the first chapter. James 1. He said, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. In James, chapter 1. He said, down about verse uh, 22, But be ye doers of the word, and uh, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Now this is right in line with what we read in John 8. Not just a believer, but he said, if you do what? If you continue in my word. That's being a doer. Verse 23, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Keep going. He beholds himself and goes his way straightway, forgets what manner of man he was. Keep going. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty, the what? The what? The perfect law of liberty and continues therein. Where have you heard that before? Continue, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. So we know what continuing in the word, in the Lord's words mean. It means being a doer of them. Being a doer of them. And that's the people who get free. He said, if you continue in my word, do my word, you'll be my disciples indeed. And you, those people, will know or experience the truth and the truth will make them free. If you look into the perfect law of liberty, not being a, a, a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in his deed. It, it, you are blessed when you're free, aren't you? Somebody say, free, free, free. Free, free, free. Now turn now to Romans 6, and I want to talk about one of the, one of the biggest lies that millions on the planet believe, including a lot of Christians. 
have, have become deceived. Notice he, he mentioned deception more than once here. In Romans 6, this is a, an ex, expanding on what Jesus said in John 8 about those that were servants to sin. In Romans 6, about verse 6, it says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now the big lie that you're going to, we're going to see that we're going to read several verses more here in this chapter. The big lie is I have to be free to do what I want to do. Things that people know is wrong. Basically they wouldn't call it this, but it's being free to sin. This is the great deception. It's the great lie. There's no such thing as free to sin. Because if you are if if you are involved in it, you are a servant to it. You are in bondage to it. And the truth is, the most rebellious will always be the most bound. The least free. The more stubborn you are, the more hard-headed, the more disobedient you are, the more freedoms you will lose. No question about it. The more defiant you become. Now sin, people don't even like the word to hear it, and a lot of folks have done away with it, but uh, if sin's not a big deal, then the cross is not a big deal. Because that's what happened at the cross. Was our, he became sin with our sin and paid for our sins. Sin's a very, very big deal. And uh, to, to sum it up, for the New Testament believer, sin means to miss it. To miss the mark. For the New Testament believer, missing the mark basically comes down to ignoring and overriding your conscience. Violating light that you have. Didn't James say to him that knows to do good? And does it not? To him, it's sin. When you know something is not right and you do it anyway, you put yourself in bondage. Because whatever, whatever overcomes you, you become a servant to. And so the lie is, I've got to be free. People think, well, I, I can't go to that church. I mean, they'll tell me to, to quit getting high all the time. They'll tell me to quit getting drunk all the time. They'll tell me I can't have all these affairs. And, and uh, well, you can do anything you want to. That's obvious. But... The lie is that in doing all this, you're a free man. You're a free woman. It's a lie. You're bound. Whatever overcomes you is your master. You're not free to do drugs. You're a slave to drugs. Hmm? You're not free to have sex with everybody. You're a slave to it. You're in bondage. 
Are you listening, saints? If you want to be free, you got to bow your knee to the only master that makes you free. The truth himself. Can you say glory to God? If you really want to be free, there's only one way. There's only one place. You believe it? Notice in verse 7 says, He that is dead is freed from sin. Freed from sin. You know, you hear people. Even heard, I've heard Christians do this kind of thing. Thinking about this one case where this, this person left their spouse. Christian supposed to be in the ministry. Left their spouse. Went off, I don't know where, trying to find their self. Had to find their self. I never heard that they did. <laughs> well, I have to, I, I got to be me. I got to be free to be me. That's not freedom, that's bondage. There's a def- can you hear a defiance in that? There's a rebellion in that. You never be free. Stubbing your nose and telling people what you're not going to do. And what they can't make you do. You can't tell me. You can't put your, put your, uh, you know, impose your standards on me. It's not about that. It's about what you know in your heart is right or wrong. Whether you'll admit it or not. Because if you violate your conscience and you violate light. And you do what you know you shouldn't be doing. You don't do, know what, you, don't do what you know you should be doing. And you just keep on with it. You're going to be bound. And you watch what happens to the most rebellious. The most rebellious are the most bound. I'm telling you. What about the people that say. I don't have to listen to mom and daddy. I don't, I'm not going to do what they tell me to do. I don't have to listen to my teachers. I don't have to listen to my coach. I don't have to listen to my boss. I don't have to listen to the police. I don't have to listen to those laws. Where do you wind up? <laughs> you wind up behind bars. Completely bound. You lose all your freedoms in your pursuit to be free to be me. (laughs) You become totally bound. This is the truth of it. Do you see what I'm saying? This is one of the biggest lies. One of the biggest lies on the planet is that I got to be free. Basically, to sin. I got to be free to do, even though though I know it's wrong, even though I know it's hurting people, even though I know know it's hurting me, I got to do what I want to do. And nobody can tell me. Well, you can do it, but you're never going to be free doing it. You are a slave. You're in bondage. That's the truth. Can you see what we're talking about? If If you knew the lie was a lie, you wouldn't be deceived. Right? So you're thinking, I'm free doing this, and it's a lie. He was well, I'm my own man. I don't serve anybody. That's a joke. You go serve somebody. You are serving somebody. You know it. Whether you know it or not, it's a fact. If you don't serve the Lord, you're going to serve the enemy. Hmm? Ain't nobody just doing their own thing. They may think they're doing their own thing. They're deceived. They're in bondage. Uh, You know, all you got to do is say, okay, quit it. Quit all of it right now. 
you'll find out real quick. It's got its tentacles in you. You're driven by it. Hmm? You're not a free man. You're not a free woman. Keep reading. Well, I've got to read the same verse again. Okay. <laughs> he that's dead is free from sin. This is a wonderful truth. Anybody in here been baptized in water? Yes. Huh? If not, we have baptisms around here, don't we? <laughs> Let us know. We'll get you baptized. What happens? You go down. What's that representative of? Death. Then you come back up. What's that representative of? Resurrection. Right? But before resurrection, there's what? Death. There's something good about being dead. Being dead is being free. (laughs) I lost somebody. I'm reading the Bible. Am I reading the Bible? Come on now. You you take a dead man in the casket. There he is. Dead. Dead, dead. Try tempting him. (laughs) Tempt him. Tempt him to lie. What what will you get? No response. Why? He's dead. Tempt him to have affairs. Cheat on his wife. Tempt him to lie and steal. What will he do? Nothing. Why? He's dead. He's not trying to find out who he is. (laughs) Because who he is is dead. So let me help you out. I'm going to help you find yourself. Right now, right here, right now. You know, you know what you are? In Christ? The old man? Dead, dead, dead. And what you need to find out, you don't need to find out about you. You is dead. What you need to find out is who Jesus is because that's who you are now. You are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. You're in Him. He's in you. That's who you are. That's what you are. That's all you need to know. And if you'll, well, let me keep reading because he, these words are the best way you can say them. Uh, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he lives, he lives unto God. Likewise, just like him, reckon yourself to be dead indeed unto sin. But alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Said out loud, I reckon, I reckon I'm, dead. I'm dead indeed, indeed. Unto, sin. unto sin. I reckon. I'm alive, I'm alive unto, God unto God through Jesus Christ my Lord. Christ, my Lord. 
Now notice verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Yield. Is it up to us which one we yield to? Can we yield to what we know is right? Or can we yield to what we know is wrong? What kind of effect will it have on us? Keep reading. Verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you're not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin? Because we're not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. May it not be. Now see, this was dealing with an error in Paul's time that persists until this day. People were saying it doesn't matter what you do. All our sins are taken care of anyway. It doesn't matter what you do. That's just flesh. It's just insignificant. No, it matters what you yield to. I said it does matter what you yield to. Keep reading. Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness? If you yield to the wrong thing, you get a new master. Somebody is ruling you other than your Lord Jesus. Verse 17. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you've obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. That's how you get free. That's how you stay free. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity or weakness of your flesh. For as you've yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness and unto holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. You don't want to be free from God, free from what's right. You want to be free from sin, free from death, free from that bondage. What fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Free to sin is a lie. I said it's a lie. Because whatever you yield to is your master. Hmm? Whatever... Whatever you yield to is your master. Notice with me in 1 Peter. Can you take a little bit more? Hope so. We're going to give it to you. (laughs) What's this about this morning? Anybody know? what, What are we talking about? We're talking about being free. Being free. Getting free. Staying free. Being free. 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2 and 16, he said, as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Being free, but not using your liberty as a cloak of maliciousness, another word would be for evil, for bad. Don't you... 
How could you use your liberty as a cloak or as a cover for evil? Galatians 5 talks about the same thing. You don't have to turn there. But in Galatians 5 and 1. 5 and 1. It says, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Down in verse 13. Verse 13. Brethren, you've been called to what? You know you, know, you, know you got a call on your life? Somebody say, I'm called. What are you called to? I'm called to liberty. Only don't use that liberty as an occasion to the flesh. Why? Because then that's how you get deceived. And you wind up not being free, but actually being bound. But by love, serve one another. And this is one of the the acid tests of whether you're, you're in wrong or not. Love is the fulfilling of all the commands. And love does no harm to its nearby, its neighbor. If you're hurting people, if you're taking from people, thinking, well, I, I got to be free. I got to be free to be me. I know some people don't like it. And, and if I run over their feet a little bit, well, you know, you, I, I got to be free. No. The love of God constrains you. You're being free. It's not an occasion for you to flesh out and be mean and take advantage of people. Right? No, don't use it as an occasion for the flesh. But by love, serve one another. So there's a, whole, there's a lot of people, every time something comes up, they're doing wrong, it's hurting people, they know it's wrong, they're not doing things they know they should be doing, and anything come up, they go, oh, don't try to put that bondage on me. I got to be free. Free to what? Free to what? They're talking about free to sin, which is a lie. I said it's a lie because if you're yielding to it, what's going on? It's your master. It's your master. I don't want anything to be my master except the master. How about you? And he's the only master who really makes you free. Sir, bowing your knee to him is the way to being free. Yielding yourself to Him, following Him, serving Him, that's the way to be truly free. Go to 2 Peter, just a little bit more. 2 Peter 2. Oh, thanks be to God who's made us free. Free, free, free. It's good to be free. Good to be free. In 2 Peter, the second chapter, and the 19th verse. 2 Peter 2 and 19. He talks about individuals who promise people liberty. But what about them? They themselves are the servant of corruption. You know, you need to check out people that are preaching to you. How are they doing? Hmm? It's amazing. People can write a book, put some initials after their name, put a pretty picture on the front, and make it look and sound important. And people will read it, never know anything about these folks, just believe it, just swallow it hook, line, and sinker. What about them? 
I've seen people, you know, come to me and say, well, so-and-so's book on marriage is, is the one I really go by. And I'm thinking, that guy's on his fourth marriage. His kids are a disaster. <laughs> right? What? <laughs> what have they done? What, what kind of life do they have? Are they in liberty? Are they in different forms of sin and bondage? Because there are those... Instead of getting right themselves, what they want to do is tell you that it's all okay. It's okay. It's okay. Be like me. I got free. I got free. And I I know I, I can do drugs when I want to. I got free. That's what all the people down at the nudist camp think. They got free. They got free from all these Western constraints called clothes. Hmm? There's people that got free to talk any way they want to. Cuss some here and there, but the Lord knows my heart. Yeah, he sure does. (laughs) It's not like how you may imagine it is. (laughs) Notice what he said. They're promising them what? Beware. Is everybody awake in here this morning? Are you listening? Beware of people that preach to you liberty through sin. Liberty through violating your conscience. Liberty through doing what you know you shouldn't be doing. Beware. Because they themselves are not free. They are deceived. They're calling it freedom, but they are servants to the corruption. They're servants themselves to the defilement. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. Whatever overcomes you is your master. I want one master. How about you? I want one. Somebody say one master. One master. One master. It's not sin. It's not my flesh. It's not some confused somebody that's doing wrong themselves. One master. The one who actually does make you free. Keep reading. If after they've escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they're again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. When the Lord has delivered you from something, Never imagine you got free now to go back to it. Some way or another, you've developed spiritually enough where you can handle it. I know a situation of a woman who was delivered out of a bad life. Uh, Alcoholism, drug use, other things, immorality. And God saved her, delivered her. Set her totally free and using her in the ministry for years. And uh, something happened. She's back in a place where a lot of the stuff was going on. And she, she ministered to people. And she found herself in a place where there's these drinks and everybody's drinking. She said she sat there. She, she didn't realize it. But she was uh, running her finger around the rim of a drink. And yet people think, you know, oh, I can handle it now. That's a deception. I said, that's a deception. I can handle it now. 
you don't go backwards when you walk with the Lord. You don't get less separated. You get more separated. You don't get more defiled. The further you go, you get cleaner. Come on, are you listening? You get more pure. Beware. People telling you, oh, you can handle it now. You couldn't handle it then. Why do you think you can handle it now? Notice what happens. The latter end can be worse than the first. Keep reading. It had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they had known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. Keep going. It's happened to them according to the true proverb, the dogs return to his own vomit again. The sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. That's exactly what it's like spiritually. Is that freedom, child of God? That's got nothing to do with freedom. When God has delivered you, Stay out of it. Stay out of it. Don't go down the same street. Avoid temptation. Don't use freedom as a cover for for flesh and for sin. And to imagine, I can handle it now. No, you can't. These are lies. I said these are lies. It's tricks of the devil to get you back in under. Why? He wants to control you. He wants to be your master through these vices, through these habits, through these sins. And once you've been delivered, you don't want to ever go back that way. Go the other way. Get cleaner. Get freer. Come on, are you listening? Get more separated. Don't go back into it. You know, I'm getting high all I want to, which is none. I'm getting drunk all I want to, which is none. I got zero women on the side, not a one, and I don't feel deprived. I don't feel like, man, I just wish I could be free. I could just go party. I could, mm, I'm so bad. No, that's a lie. That's not freedom. Hugging a toilet and puking your guts out is not being free. Being scared your wife is going to find out and you got some kind of disease is not being free. Come on, are you listening to me? It's got nothing to do with being free. Being afraid the congregation is going to find out that you stole or that you lied. That's not being free. That's, That's bondage. I said that's bondage. That's weight on you. We don't have to live like that. I said we don't have to live like that. Let me tell you what being free is. We're experiencing freedom. I I just, I thank God continuously for it. We're free. This church is free. We can have any kind of service we want to have. Preach any part of the Bible we want to preach. We go uh, you know, I go out to meetings. I just did it this week. I did it the week before. We'll do it uh, next week. I, I go to places. Don't cost them anything for me to come. We bring materials and sow to them at no charge. Come on, are you listening? And, and go and come when we want to, the way we want to go. That's freedom. I said, that's God. We got health. We got strength. We got money. We got people. We got resources. That's freedom. I said, that's freedom. 
to do what you're supposed to do in God, to find and finish the call on your life, to lay aside every weight, every sin that would hinder you and hold you back. That's being free. Can you see the enemy's always trying to get something in you and get something on you to choke you, to hold you down? Hmm? Some kind of sin, some kind of lie, some kind of bondage, some kind of weight. Hmm? Confusion, debt, sickness, pain, sin, grief, uh, all disappointment, discouragement, fear, all that junk. None of that is ever the will of God. Tell me what you've been called to, Saint. Come on. Tell me you have been called to be free. I said to be free. Now, you've got to make a choice as to what you're going to yield to, because if you yield to the wrong thing, you're not going to be free. Whatever you yield to is going to boss you. And the most rebellious is always going to be the least free. The ones always clamoring, I got to be free and I can't, those rules don't apply to me and those laws don't apply to me and, and, and their, their morality doesn't apply to me. That's the person that can eventually lose all their freedoms and be totally bound. Oh, but the person that will yield, yield to the good God we're talking about, yield to his word, yield to his spirit, yield to his instructions, yield to love, yield to faith. You know what will happen? Your path will grow brighter and brighter. You believe it? You just told me, a lot of you, that you're freer now than you were a few years ago. Are you as free as you can be right now? I'd be saying, you know, you know and are walking in all the truth there is to know and walk in. No, you're not. But there also means you can be a whole lot more free than you are right now. If you'll find it and continue in it and do it and yield to it. And he whom the Son sets free is free through and through. Free, hallelujah, in reality. Free, unquestionably free. Mm, Stand on your feet, everybody. Lift your hands and thank the Lord right now. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we worship you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you adoration. Thanks. Blessed be your holy name. Come on, lift your hands and thank the Lord for freedom, freedom. Total freedom. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. 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 Come on, let me lead you in a prayer. Say it out loud if you mean it. Say it out loud, Father God. I believe in you. You are the God of true freedom. Jesus is the way is the truth and life that makes us truly free. I refuse to believe or be taken in by the lies that I'm free to sin. I will not return to what you've delivered me from. I'll not override my conscience do what I know is wrong. Or not do what I know I should do. By your grace, I will yield to you. Yield to your spirit. 
Yield to your word. And I thank you for making me freer than I've ever been. Freer than I've ever been. Totally, completely, unquestionably free. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just lift up your hands. Oh, just thank the Lord. Lift up your voice for a moment. Lord, we worship you and thank you. Our freedom is secure in you. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Close your eyes for a moment. I sense that there's a number of people. Don't no looking around, please. Be, be respectful to the Lord, the Spirit of God. Close your eyes. There's a number of people that uh, the devil's lying to you right now. Telling you, you can't be free from that. You've been doing that. You've tried to quit a thousand times. And you know you can't. You know you can't. He's a liar. The only way that will be so in your life is if you believe his lie. If you believe you can't, then you're stuck. You can't. But the truth is, all things are possible to him that believes. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I want all of us, myself, your other brothers and sisters, we're going to join faith with you right now. Everybody say it out loud. In the name of Jesus, we come against every vice, every addiction, every sin, broken over them in the name of Jesus be loosed come off of them come out of their body come off of their minds come off of their lives we command you turn them loose let them go leave in Jesus name Glory to God. And everybody lift up your hands. And particularly those we prayed for you. Say I receive, I receive, I receive. I receive my freedom. I receive. I don't have to be bound by that. I am loosed. I am free. Now those of you that we prayed for. Open your eyes now. Those of you that we prayed for particularly. That applied to a lot of things. But there's especially some folks that have been in some strong addictions for a long time it's very important now that you say this I mean every time it crosses your mind I want you to say it and when you can say it right out loud say it I am free and now that's real simple that's three words but uh, it makes all the difference in your life and, and you want to say I'm, when you're by yourself I'm free from that I'm free I, I don't care what it looks like your body may be exhibiting signs of withdrawals and everything else you may be so pulled and pushed about it but you need to open your mouth in the daytime in the nighttime all times and say I am free I'm free from it the Lord has set me free and I'm totally free I'm completely free I'm unquestionably free is everybody listening are you are you awake and if you don't do it you'll, you'll yield to the enemy and 
You'll be right back so quick, but you do not have to. Do you believe God is enough and more than enough to come into you, to come into these, give you strength? But you've got to give him something to work with. Give him your choice. Give him your words. In so doing, you'll be yielding to him. Practice it. Say it out loud. I'm free. I'm free from that. The Lord has set me free. The Lord has made me free from that. I don't care what I see. I don't care how I feel. I don't care about the symptoms. I am free. He has made me free. I will be free. I am free. I'll stay free. He's made me free. Thank you, Lord. Now this freedom came at a great price. Jesus gave his spirit, soul, and body to redeem us. Spirit, soul, and body. His blood, his body. Just like a price has been paid for our freedom in the country, an even greater price has been paid for our eternal spiritual freedom, which includes every part of our life. How many think we should honor that? We honored those that helped us with our natural freedom. Let's honor the Lord by taking communion together this morning, by, by acknowledging his body, acknowledging his blood, that the price has been paid. If the price has been paid, come on, has the price been paid? If the price has been paid, what's the result? I'm free. Has the price been paid? Then you're free. You're free because the price has been paid.